We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast for Week Eight. Jeff Erickson here with Chris List. This is all, as always, brought to you by our exclusive sponsors at WinBet. They've been sponsoring us all season long. We appreciate their sponsorship. Uh, crazy, crazy Week Eight. We always say it's crazy. It was crazy. Uh, what's going on, Chris? How you doing? It was crazy in a good way. Is what it was. Um, I know. I know you don't agree with that, and I understand why. Yeah. But it was a really crazy week. Um, I'm just going to start by saying, you know, Dalton Del Don and I, as you may have heard, you, you heard that I got a Royal Flush once, but you also probably heard yep. that I'm in a $6 million survivor pool and there's supposed to be like 6,500 people sign up, only 4,500 did. We're down to about 2,200. And of course, he and I are a team of destiny. We won some very improbable wins like the Ravens with that Tucker field goal. And uh, this week we were debating, you know, to take the Bengals or the Chiefs because we'd used the Rams and the Bills already. So it was Bengals or Chiefs. And I kind of wanted the Bengals. I, I really didn't think they could lose to the Jets, even though it was in New York. Um, and even though it was a letdown spot, they just beat the Ravens in Baltimore pretty soundly. And of course, they weren't going to take the Jets. You know, I mean, it's just human nature to have a letdown. Um, but I really didn't think the Jets could do it with Mike White. I just didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, but he talked me into taking the Chiefs. And um, I thought, you know what? There'll probably be more people in the Bengals. They're only slightly more, actually. When I saw yeah. the numbers, I was actually a little like, uh-oh, did we screw up? And plus, the Chiefs are playing the Giants. I don't want to root against my own team. So, But I let him, I let him have his way because um, I don't think he was wrong. I just, just my vibe was like the Bengals aren't going to lose this. And, you know, the Jets got ahead 7-0. And then they turned it over twice. They missed a field goal. It was 7-7. I thought, okay, not only the Bengals win, they cover. But the Jets just were relentless. They did not give up. I mean, it was really shocking. I, I thought, okay, after, you know, this is fun, but it's over. Um, but they didn't give up, and uh, they won the game. And, you know, they were sacking Burrow, you know, at the end of the game when Burrow was trying to mount a drive. It was like the Jets and looked like a, a real team. Yeah, they sacked him early in the game, too. Caused a fumble, and the Bengals were able to recover. But it, the Bengals got it to 17-7. They got it to 31-20 in the fourth quarter. But they could not stop the Jets. They The only thing, they they stalled them a little bit to force a field goal. And I thought, okay, I was about to tweet, hey, this was a really huge play in this game. And then that kind of held off. Then Burrow threw the pick. 
throwing that pick when they were up 31-26 was the biggest play in the game. until the, One of the biggest plays in the game. But big, biggest defensive play for the Jets in the game, I thought. Uh, and then, of course, we got we got to talk about the call. Now, the call isn't why the Bengals lost the game, but it prevented them the, the one final chance at winning the game. Uh, I, you saw the play, right, where Mike, Mike Hilton got called for the uh, – Helmet to helmet hit where he was right. lower yes. than the yeah. player. Right. The guy lower. Hel- I forgot about that. That was that was awesome. That was a great that call. Was, yeah, that was up. amazing. Um, you know, it was like for me, it was like, oh, the Jets might do this. I'm like, okay, they're gonna have to punt. Burrow's gonna have a shot. They got him and stopped they, on third and eleven. I mean, it I know. was I that know. was that, that was the it was a critical call. I mean, especially because you turn around and the Bengals have to uh you know, the the Bengals are gonna have time, they had their timeouts. You know, like, okay, we're going to play like crap and win. Okay, or maybe we at least we have a chance. You know, they finally, finally got to stop. And the one time they get a stop, they, the, the rest bail them out. I'm like, come yep. on. We, how many times have we talked about this here? Don't make an error of commission right. if you're a referee. Don't right. decide the game. This was, this was like parachuting in and saying, no, I will decide this game. How can this not even be reviewable? So ridiculous. Just, it was it was terrible. I, I have to say though, the commission omission thing is, is huge here because if you don't call that, it doesn't really affect the game. Like, okay, you didn't no. deter a guy from making a helmet to helmet hit if he had really done it. Um, okay, maybe you should have done that, but it's not. It doesn't affect the game. It's no big deal. A, a sin of commission where you actually insert that into the game and it's not reviewable, uh, and the Bengals' chance just evaporates that they had a really good chance to win that game if if they get that if they don't have that call. Um, you know, but when it goes that much in my favor, I just have to enjoy it because I really, you know, my, I've just barely gotten over the, uh, the tendency in the NFL to have bad balances, you know, to, to have it and then have something crazy happen, like a stupid fumble and change the game completely. And I'm like, you know what? That's just football. I'm good with it. And now the, la- the biggest hurdle I have to get over is, oh, the ref screwed me. Like, that's another thing about football that happens and I'm getting over it. You know, the refs make a terrible call. I'm just like, all right, that's just part of the game. And so uh, I'm going to enjoy it when it goes my way. And, you know, it didn't totally go my way. You know, I, don't, I think you're in the bean pool and I forgot to get my pick. I, I thought I didn't realize I'd taken the Rams. Um, yeah. Rich Beam hadn't been the best about emailing everybody and keeping up to date. So I was trying to find his email and I found one in my email that was from like week six. And I looked at it and I was like, all right, I'll go Rams. And I didn't realize week seven, I'd send the Rams. That's on me. And it's, so yeah, 100% on you. well, it's yeah. on me, but, but also like, um, you know, I don't keep the spreadsheet, you know? So it's not like, it's not great. He sends it out every week, dude. I didn't get it. I didn't get, I didn't get the week seven one. I just had the week six one. So I was like, all right, um, I'll go, I'll go Rams. And then, and then, so that was on Saturday morning, my time, which is Friday night, your time. And then I don't, um, hear from him until like maybe 15 minutes before the game. And he's like, Hey, you didn't get this in, which is my fault. But I wasn't checking my email in that 15 minutes. And so I just flat missed it. And I got to sign the Bengals because they were the highest on the board, even though I would have taken the Chiefs just to be consistent. So yeah. I lost that. And that, you know, I mean, some, if I die, take, so, some die so that others may there live. Needed to be a, there that. needed to be a sacrifice. There needed to be a sacrifice. And it, I mean, it was my fault. I mean, I didn't. I sent him in a, a pick that I already made. And the rule is very fair. You just get the biggest on the board. That's actually yeah. a very merciful rule. You but, could have gotten nothing. You could have got nothing, or I could have actually got lucky and been like, okay, you've used up all the ones that have uh, started. You got to do Monday night, which is what I wanted was the Chiefs anyway. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I'm not going to bitch about that too much. It was, It is what it is. So I did lose on that. 
Um, and, uh, and the Chiefs haven't won yet, right? The Chiefs, Chiefs could lose tonight, and then, you know, all this uh, celebration is moot. But the point is I would have taken the Bengals if I didn't take the Chiefs. So even if the Chiefs yeah. lose, um, I would have lost anyway. So that's, that's that. Anyway, it's pretty exciting. It was a huge uh, 850 people or something went out in my pool at about 2,200, and then a bunch of, uh, lost on other teams. So, you know, we're down to about 1,200, I think. Um, it's still a lot of teams left, but – you know, when the, when the prize is 6 million, you start to get, okay, it's worth 6,000 now, you know, my equity or 5,000. So we're it's starting to get a little bit real. We'll see, you know, when another big iceberg, you know, goes into the, into the sea and then, then, you know, then we'll really be cooking with gas. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Michael Carter looked really good in this game. Uh, and some of this is the Bengals were not tackling well at all, but Carter was good. And he looked good the week before, actually, when they got thumped by the Pats. He was like the one bright spot. He had over 100 yards from scrimmage in that game too. Uh, so I'm, I'm my one takeaway is he's legit. He's a guy that we're gonna. I, I think is starting to work his way in the rotation more. Uh, it helps that Tevin Coleman got hurt, so it just took one guy away. And you know he got a huge percentage of the uh, the workload, the snaps over Ty Johnson. He's the guy now. And uh, you know this is this, this is what a lot of people predicted that would happen. It just happened in week eight, out of week one. Yeah, I mean, you might have dropped him. I actually picked him up in a league where he was dropped. I didn't start him. I, yeah. I benched him for Nick Chubb when Nick Chubb was announced. Yeah. Um, but it looks like he is the guy. He There wasn't really good competition there. Um, the Jets' offense was so inept with Zach Wilson. And you got to wonder, like, you know, they just got rid of Darnold for three picks, and Darnold still looks bad. Um, although, I, I'll more on Darnold later, but... Zach Wilson, I mean, man, he showed nothing, absolutely nothing. You have Mike White, this journeyman, you're not even journeyman, but just kind of scrub late round pick who's hung around and looks competent against a decent defense. Makes you wonder, um, makes you wonder about Zach Wilson. But, you know, we are burying makes the lead. Makes you wonder Jeff. about why they traded Joe Fla traded for Joe Flacco too, but that's all right. He's going to start on Thursday, Mike White will, by the way. Go ahead. You, go, you were going to say we buried well, the lead. Well, we buried the lead because, I mean, for yeah. me, the lead was this, but um, the other lead is, you know, you and I, we – we were off the Derek. We didn't uh, want to draft Derek Henry. We thought workload was too much better to go out a year too early than a year too late. And we were wrong. We, we basically passed on the top guy and he was going five, six, seven. And I took Jonathan Taylor and even Saquon Barkley in a league instead of him. I, I don't know if the Barkley one, I think he might've been gone, but I took at least Taylor once or twice ahead of Henry. And I didn't like yeah. get Henry in any of my leagues. And he was the number one player. I mean, he was not only uh, catching a few passes, he was way ahead. Now it looks like he might be out for the year. And so this is a seismic shift. Now you can argue, well, see, you know, that's what happens when you get that kind of workload. Or you can say, well, he broke his foot. It could have happened on any carry to any player. Right. And it wasn't like Derrick Henry was declining as a player. Like he was, oh, he's Eddie George, you know, at the last year. Now he was still getting five yards of carry and bulldozing everybody. Um, but either way, um, it's a seismic shift in the fantasy landscape. A lot of people who are in the top, you know, other leagues overall and big contests are going to, uh, that's it. I mean, you know, they can pick up Jeremy McNichols. They can, you know, mix and match, but it's going to be a seismic shift in the, uh, power rankings of your fantasy league. And it's, uh, you know, this is fantasy football. I mean, this is what happens. Sometimes the best player in the league is out and McCaffrey could be back next week and there might be a new best player or his injury might linger yet further. We don't know, but um, we're really kind of without a number one right now. I mean, we don't really have a number one player. I mean, is it Cooper Cup? Right. Is it Devontae Adams? Is it Alvin Kamara? Is it Austin Eckler? I mean, who's the number one player? We don't really know right now. 
It's week to week, different matchup there. I mean, if you're, you know, drafting today, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we, Alan and I, and I know Alan's watching right now. Alan and I did a, uh, you know, mid, we did a uh, first round mock uh, for, you know, just the two of us. And then he actually did a mid season draft. So uh, last week. So there it's, you know, that it's funny. We do another one today. It'd be different again, all of a sudden. Yeah. We don't know if this was like wear and terror or just, did, did he get stepped on? Did he get hit a certain way? You know, is that it? Or, but was he more susceptible to an injury when getting stepped on? We don't know. I don't know for sure. I can't right. answer that. Anybody um, can get hurt. A guy can get hurt on one play. A guy can get with no workload can come in and be injured for the year. It happens. Um, also, when you're getting 30 carries a game, you're also more likely to get hurt uh, because you've got more opportunities to get hurt every single game. I mean, Henry's a monster, but he's getting, you know, 30 hits more because he makes contact. He's a, he's not a, uh, you know, run around the guy. He's a run through the guy type of back. Now he's bigger, stronger, more physical. So he probably has a bigger tolerance for that kind of thing than the average back. But, um, you know, it, it's impossible to say whether this caught up to him, um, or whether this is just dumb luck, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, you can't really say. And, right. um, in the end, I'm sort of like, um, it's kind of like the discussion I had last week on Twitter. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if you knew what you knew now, you wouldn't take it. I mean, you can't really argue with how he's done for eight weeks. You might still make the playoffs because he's what he's done just eight weeks into the season. So he's still better than, you know, most of the first round picks probably in the end, just because the number, the, the production so front loaded and got you so many wins single handedly. But if you knew what you knew now, you know, you, you might not have taken him. So it's you right. Know, the, the reason or the cause is not always the thing. It's just, okay, he got hurt. Now, knock on wood, every single player you have on all of your teams is one injury away from being in the same conversation too. That's true. That's true. Uh, and, you know, looking at the remainder in Tennessee, the guy that was supposed to be his backup, uh, at least in draft season, was Darrington Evans. He's out for the season too with yep. a knee injury. Jerry McNichols is next. He's got the most snaps so far among all the other running backs in Tennessee. Yeah. 119 uh, snaps so far this season. Kerry Blassen games had 45 snaps. Uh, they have Dontrell Hilliard. The trade deadline is Tuesday. I I got to think they're going to trade for someone. You know, this is yet another team we can suggest Marlon Mack might go to, but the Colts aren't going to trade up, trade to them. I was looking at a Mike Clay thread or tweet. He was saying how, like, you know, Mack will help the Titans a little bit, but not, it's not like he's going to move the needle. And then, um, the Colts would also be helped by getting a pick from them. I think the yeah. Colts just blew it though. I mean, Carson Wentz, we got to talk about what a disastrous. We'll do that in a made. second. Yeah. But the, but the point is like, they're now what the Colts are two and five now or something like that. And yeah. the Titans are five and two, like, and, and the Titans have swept them. I mean, this division is kind of over. I mean, I do, I do think Henry's a needle mover. I don't believe in those uh, fanatical religious people who only think that running back running backs never matter. I think Derrick Henry is an important player. You see how yeah. easy like Tannehill's QB sneak is because the whole team's worried about Henry at the goal line. Tannehill, yeah, that like, fourth waltz, and one play. It was, not, it was in the middle of the field too. They had a fourth down play and he waltzed. Uh, you know, it's just so easy because yeah. and you know Henry's creating that and some of the play action, everything. So I, I think it's yeah. going to hurt them. But man, three games and a sweep—that's uh, a four-game lead. Uh, that's a really tough. Uh, you know, a tough gap to overcome. So, right. um, I, yeah, I, I, but I do think we'll see immediately that Henry, I think will, you know, missing him will make a difference for that team. Um, and I, Marlon Mack might help or who, who else could it be? I mean, Miles Sanders just went to IR. The Eagles had extra backs and, um, we'll talk about right. them too, but, um, 
I don't know. I don't know who they trade for. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I, it, and they only have two days to do it. That's the other thing. I mean, it helps that they've got that huge lead on the Colts, plus the other two teams in the division are just eating paste right now. They're yeah. just so uh, those are those are like bye weeks. But the the biggest one is. Uh, but they also, you know, it, it's more than just that because they'll make the playoffs. But it's like they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills head to head. Like they're the right. one seed right now, right? Yep. I mean, they. They, as far as they're concerned, it's like they don't want to just be like, ah, well, we'll slip a little bit. We got this division wrapped up. They want the, you know, they want to buy, they want the buy. There's only one buy and home field. So they, you know, they need to keep going. But now it's, it's really tight. It's really tight yeah. in the AFC. There was nobody pulling away. The Bengals just lost. They were the one seed. The Titans, I don't have Henry now. Um, the, you know, the Chargers are imploding now. Chargers, oh. the Patriots are dangerous. They're four and four, and, and Belichick's yeah. teams get better. I've got a 2001 vibe uh, about the Patriots now, and the Chiefs are three and four. And you know, hopefully they win tonight. I hate saying that, but I hope it's true. Um, the Raiders are the other team that's number two seed right now. I mean, this is a oh. wide open uh, conference right now. That's right. That's right. And hey, don't forget the Jets have the tiebreaker over the Titans too. That might become relevant someday, but uh, no, probably not. That's a weird thing. The Titans are on this roll. They're in such a good position, but they lost to the Jets, yeah, just like the Bengals. Well, did. the Jets beat the Bengals and Titans. You know, the Saints beat the Bucks and Packers, but lost to the Giants and Panthers. I mean, it's yeah. really there's been a lot of uh, parody in this. This it's a Pete Rozell dream. It's, yeah. it's perfect. All right, uh, before we talk about the Colts side of things here, real quick, if there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions, something that Carson Wentz doesn't do, even and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is the now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fancy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. All right, Chris, we teased this earlier here. Uh Carson Wentz does not make good decisions. He made a hor couple horrific decisions in this game. Uh, well, okay. So I, I barely saw the, the pick six at the goal line, but the overtime thing, first of all, I have Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor produces every week, but he's underused. I mean, they should yep. use him more. I was saying, okay, how about an ADR touch? Everything was going my way. The Bengals lost, clear the way. Um, we were 4-0 on best bets, 3-0 on best bets. We had the Patriots, uh, not best bets, um, super contest, had the Patriots coming up. Um, and which ended up winning. And then we had the Colts in overtime. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. Hand off to Jonathan Taylor, 80 yard touchdown game over in overtime. They got the ball first. They didn't hand him. They start throwing every play. And then it's third down. And here's Jonathan Taylor. I, I put the video in my, uh, in my observation column and he's standing there in the flat wide open, check it down, get a first down, keep going. He tries to force it to Pittman, like three people covering him, throws a pick Titans, get it, win the game. And Carson Wentz has just done this all last few games, all year, basically. He's healthy now. He looks good. He's moving well. Dude, check it down. You are not that good. You are not that good. 
just there's Jonathan Taylor. Get the ball in his hands. Hand it off more. It's ridiculous. Like it's, it's yeah. just, this offense should not be running everything through Carson Wentz. He's not bad. He actually has made throws and he looks mobile and he's healthy. But just check that thing down. He's standing there. It's just such a bad decision, inexcusably bad. And uh, and that's why they lost the game. And it's frustrating because I'm a tail owner. But I can't pitch too much. Four and one. <laughs> yeah, that was the one loss. It, it is what it is. They should have. He should have done differently. I. I picked a team that has Carson Wentz as his QB, so it's I, I signed up for it. So right, it is yeah. what it is. Just frustrating you can to be watch. On the right side for eighty percent of a game, it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't even care. There's no right side. They're just the right result. Yeah. I going yeah. forward, we I, I've made this point. Going forward, we should look at probability, look at tendencies, look at indicators, not results. Looking backwards, you either had the right result or the wrong result. Shut the f up. You either won or lost. Take the L or take the W and move on. The probability doesn't work backwards. Probably yeah. backwards is a hundred or zero. It either happened or it didn't forward. We don't know. So we use probability to estimate once it's in the books, it's in the books. I made a bad bet. I'm four and one. Um, mm. Should have taken the Titans. Yeah. Um, and so it goes and we move on like, like uh, and we'll do that right now with a couple other of the games here. Uh, the Sunday night game. Dallas, without Dak Prescott, goes into Minnesota, beats him. Cooper Rush throws for over 300 yards. Uh, the Dallas defense shuts down Minnesota. I think that's the real takeaway is Dallas, it, it's like Bruce Willis and Die Hard. He now has a machine gun. Dallas now has a defense. Yeah. Uh, if it's last Boy Scout, you could combine those two things. Uh, yeah. The, the, Dallas was just a better team. I mean, every time Minnesota had the ball, it was like Cousins was under attack. He could barely complete a pass. And then when Cooper Rush had the ball, it's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop the run and stop the 50-yard touchdown. But if you need if you need a 15 yards on third and 12, no problem, Dallas. Here, Amari Cooper's wide open. CeeDee Lamb's wide open. Let's just back off and let him get a 13-yard catch on third and 11. I mean, it was, it was I had uh, Minnesota with the points because I was I knew uh, the Dak, uh, you know, might not play. And I'm like, dude, why are you letting him get a third and 12 or a second and 12 for 15 yards? You're just like, what kind of defense are you playing? Take a risk. Yeah, maybe they'll beat you deep, but you can't give up a third. You can't give up a third and long five times. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Dallas was just a better team by far. And, you know, obviously Dak, they would have blown him out if Dak was the quarterback, but Cooper Rush played competently enough. And um, Dallas is just a good team. I mean, they're just good. I, I, I hate the Cowboys, but every time I watch them, I'm impressed by them. Remember, they don't even have Demarcus Lawrence, who may come back. They played without Dak. This is just a good, a good team, even though their coach is not, you know, splitting the atom. They're they're just well, uh, they're well coached on both sides of the ball in terms of their execution. They're just they don't make a lot of errors. They're just a good team. Yeah, they are, and uh, yeah, and gotta give McCarthy credit. Ugh, feels hard to say that, but you know, then again, we have this caricature, you know. He sucks at one thing, time management. Right. He's probably good at a lot of other things. Well, he's probably good at something because he won a Super Bowl. But remember, he had peak Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers might be the best quarterback of all time. I mean, Brady is. But in terms of just like surrounding him with the right people, talent-wise, it's yeah. close. Um, and, you know, they won that one Super Bowl. They messed up a lot. You know, they should have beat Seattle in that, uh, that NFC title game. They had him dead to rights. They just blew it. Uh, and also... There was like that three or four year stretch where uh, Rogers, you know, four or five years ago was not Rogers. And I don't really understand how that happened. And then LaFleur took one more year of Rogers and was so so. And the second year was last year he won MVP. And this year he looks like an MVP level guy again. And 
So that was another Mike McCarthy thing. He was running the offense and I think Ben McAdoo was calling plays at one point in that offense, but um, he couldn't, you know, Rogers even was ordinary under McCarthy. So that's, um, I, yeah, I don't know. He probably does something right. He probably knows how to be the boss of a team, I guess. It seems like the team doesn't find him to be a laughing stock. They seem to play hard. So I guess that's something. Yeah, it, exactly. I mean, it, there's, I like, but I just, my, my general point is too, it's like, we, we always have this polarized opinion about a, a coach, especially coaching. I feel like, uh, where we just know a part of the picture, uh, and we, we see one critical decision made or a comment made and just latch onto that. Um, and there's probably lots of other things that are in play too. I mean, sometimes the decision is so egregious that you just have to go with it, but there are other times that there's probably a lot that we don't know. I agree with that. I think we are way too, what did he say about, you know, analytics? What did he do on fourth down? How could he do that? And we just assume, oh my God, this guy's a moron. How can, you know, and, you know, and that's just one thing he said. And we really, there's so much to coaching and running the complexity of running an organization at this scale under this spotlight. You know, we have jobs where we talk on the radio and our podcasts and write about stuff. I mean, we have no idea what it really means to run a large organization that has that much scrutiny um, and manage this kind of thing. And I'm not saying, you know, everybody who does that's good at it, but yeah, I, I think that's correct that we, we make crazy assumptions when we look at a couple of small things and then extrapolate and say, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. I think we do that all the time. But we're going to keep doing it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, of course. Of course. I'd expect nothing less of you. The audience would expect nothing less of you. In fact, that's what they tune in for. So of course we're going to do it. Yes, exactly. Uh, Let's talk a little of Saints and Bucks. What a game. I mean, Saints lose their starting quarterback in the first half. He's probably going to be out a long time. They're saying now with Jameis Winston with that knee injury up and okay. And meanwhile, like Brady to Godwin was working the entire game. And I thought, okay, they're just going to carve them up. They 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 got on that run in the second half. I was like, okay, now it's finally over. Brady, you know, now the Bucks are going to do it. The Saints screw up the end game, and the Bucks throw the pick six instead. Everything like everything pointed towards the Bucks pulling this out of their butt, and instead, it didn't happen that way. It's funny how that sometimes we you know everything points towards one expectation, it doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, you know the the. Uh, Bucks uh, downgraded from a person to Simeon, uh, even mid-game, and uh, even that couldn't make the difference. The uh, the other thing is that you know Brady pulled the rivers. You know, I mean, you hate to say it, you hate to see it. Um, I don't know if he gets in the Hall of Fame now, Jeff. Uh, when you pull a rivers, when you pull a rivers, it's you don't belong in the Hall of Fame. I mean, dude, you had it. All you needed what they just needed a field goal at that time. I think they just needed a field goal and. Um, he went full rivers and you don't do that. He threw the pick six. Um, but the saints always play the bucks tough. And I knew this, I, you know, this is gonna be a tough game for them that they're just, the saints are not soft and they can right. slug it out. And the Bucks secondary is really bad. They're really bad. And Simeon was very, you know, he's very, uh, game managing of it, but he came in with a big lead and he did what he had to do. And then the defense did well enough. I'm not. It wasn't a about... big lead when he came in. It was like 10, seven, 13, seven. I mean, uh, he's I the one that 16, took... seven though. No, no. He, he threw the, the second touchdown pass in the first half. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. So then, so, so then maybe like he just, 10, it was 10, seven, but he got, he got like five and a half yards per attempt. He just didn't make a lot of yeah, mistakes. He... Right. And he... so, 
Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It he, worked out. The defense yeah. played really well. They forced Brady into some bad spots here and there. They sacked him a couple of times. Uh, and, you know, like you said, sometimes it's just the Saints always play hard against them. You know, I downgraded Mike Evans big time in my rankings. And for a long time, I was looking pretty smart. And then they had a 40-yard touchdown pass there. So, and I wasn't so smart. But I, wa- I did at least take the Saints and force the bet against you. So, oh, got so I lost double. I took the Dolphins. Yes, I should have taken. I should have taken the Jets. I just didn't want. I should have taken the Jets or the Giants, but I didn't want to take the Giants because the hundred bucks or whatever I would have won wasn't worth getting knocked out. And I should have taken the Jets, but I really didn't believe the Jets could do it. And then if they did it, I'd be happy enough that I wouldn't need it. So I went with the Bills and I mean with the Dolphins. And so we're we're about even. You might even be up a little bit now. Yeah, that was that was a good swing for me there. But uh, you know uh, that I mean that that. The, the sequence there right after they got the first and goal where they throw twice and incomplete twice. Don't even force the Bucks to burn timeouts. Like, oh God, they're totally setting this up for Brady and he's going to have, he's going to be edified again and all that. Yeah. You should have used your uh, Rivers quote though uh, on your, did you, on your snapshot for your, your Twitter, uh, your Twitter thing about your article. Did you do that? Uh, Cause I only went straight to your article. I didn't look on your Twitter feed. Today. I might have, I screenshotted a big piece of it. So I, I, Maybe because like, you got that Twitter, you got that Rivers defender that follows you on Twitter. So I know, I sure. know. There's one guy, he stopped defending him though. Uh, you know, not he was Rivers played at a level that caused him to retire last year and he was defending yeah. him all year. Um, I did not have the trade. Yes, I did. It is on the screenshot. He pulled nice. a uh, Rivers and I trademarked that. I think a Rivers is a thing, right? It's like you're, it's that soul crushing pick six that when everything looks like you have a chance, that's the Rivers. That's right. That's right. Um, we're going to talk a few other games, including uh, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I want to talk. I got a little snide remark on Urban Meyer, so we'll get to that in a sec. But first, a note from our friends at Yahoo. The new NFL season is underway, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contests now being shark-free. To celebrate the beginning of football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest clients. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS football contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. Okay, really quickly on the Jaguars, a couple things. One, James Robinson injury really sucked. Uh, I have him in a few key places, including the NFSC Classic. Uh, it, it destroyed it, – it hurts my team. Plus, it destroyed the Jaguars' offense. It really just crushed them. Um, the other thing is – you know, yeah, I here yeah, take my little comments earlier about nuance and coaches and throw them out the window when it comes to Urban Meyer because he is so out to lunch, Chris. Okay, late in the game, they get that garbage time touchdown to make a 24 6, right? Uh, you know, it's like two minutes left in the game, and you know, they, they've been on the struggle bus all day. Good, yeah, you got your little touchdown for Trevor Lawrence now, get him out of the game and all that. They kick the extra point instead of taking a chance to get it within two scores and 16 points, they just kick the extra point 24 7. Then, still three scores down, minute 50 left, they kick the onside kick. What the hell, Chris? If you're not going to try to get within two scores, what are you doing doing an onside kick? And, and then putting Lawrence back in the game after the onside kick was returned for a touchdown. What are you doing here? What, what's your point? 
Yeah, no, that's right. He just seems out to lunch. And I took Seattle. I didn't want to take Seattle because I was like, eh, you know, Geno Smith's the quarterback, but I couldn't yeah. take the Jaguars. Right. And I, and I was trying to do the score when I was predicting the score. And I was like, ah, it's hard for me to make this more than a three point game. But I'm glad I did because they just don't show up. They don't throw to their wide receivers. You know, Marvin Jones, Leviska Chenault. I know Jones had a drop, but it's like, dude, like you don't even try. You're, you're not even, you're throwing right. to like Carlos Hyde. You know, you're throwing to like these scrubs. You know, you're throwing to like your tight end or Carlos Hyde. You're, you're not even. Maybe that's uh, Lawrence just checking down though. Is that possible? But, uh, maybe, but like, dude, it's Seattle's defense. It's not even a good defense. Like you're just, you're not even. It just, it's just like the extra point is is emblematic of it. It's like you're not even doing something that could result in anything. Like, what are right. you? Why are you even playing football? What is the point of your franchise? Like, why are you out there? You right. just got the number one overall generational prospect. You're squandering him, making him look bad. Um, maybe he's not as good as advertised. Usually, those number one overall generational guys are you know Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning. Usually, they're pretty damn good. But it is just like, why are they even playing football? Like the Texans suck. But the Texans at least like have a purpose, you know. It's like the Jaguars just don't even seem to have a purpose. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. I mean, at least the Texans were fighting hard at the end of the game. I mean, it, the the Jaguars were fighting, but not for any particular purpose. That was that was the weird thing. It was it was awful. Um, yeah, I think you know, and I think Lawrence has de devolved some so far. I don't think he's I don't think he's really improved at all. Um, yeah, I don't think he's Trevor. Who's the real Trevor Simeon? Jeff is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Ray, uh, it's the real Trevor, Trevor Ray. Ray. He's, yeah. he's, been, he's devolved one step below Simeon, Trevor Ray. Yeah, but uh, and he's not getting any help. I mean, Marvin, there's a third and 16 play. Lawrence is like under pressure, throws this perfect throw to Marvin Jones, drop. And it would have been a first down. Uh, okay, fine, I get it. And maybe that's why he's not throwing. Maybe their wideouts just aren't that good. They lost DJ Chark. It's Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chanel. Yeah, Chanel has no burst, it seems like. I, I don't know, but still, like, it just it just seems like, you know, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers had no wideouts in a game against Arizona on the road. Mm -hmm. And Rodgers had five and a half yards in attempt, but they, they were making plays. They just had a purpose. They just you know, they actually like ran an offense. Yeah. I don't understand what's going on with the Jaguars. I'm not I don't really, you know, they're just I don't understand them. I don't know what they're doing. And um, they may get the number one pick again, actually. Um, and so maybe eventually if they fire Meyer and get another number one pick, maybe this team will start to, uh, and they'll get ETN back next year and, you know, maybe they'll have a team, they'll get Chark back, but man, they're just so far from having a credible, uh, being a credible organization. You know, there's two O and eight teams now there's the Texans. I mean, there's not the Texans, uh, the, uh, we got the Lions. Oh, uh, and seven in the Jaguars. Oh, and eight in the Lions. No, the Jaguars the won. The Jaguars won. They beat, uh, Miami. Oh yeah, there one. You're right. I'm yeah. I'm an idiot. Okay. Fair there's enough. only one. There's only one. I wouldn't call you an idiot for that mistake, Jeff. Yeah. But it was a bad mistake, though. There's only one, and it's the Lions. But you know, the Lions. Remember, they're very. They were a very strong 0 and seven. Um, and I made my best bet the Panthers, which covered. Thank you, Sam Donald, for concussing yourself to get that last first down. I really appreciate right. it. Uh, I know that you care about me. I care about you. We're good friends. But uh, you. But I should have made the. I knew immediately afterward that I should have made the Eagles my best bet. Because they were laying three and a half on the road against a strong 0-7, Jeff. It was a very strong 0-7. They gave good games against the Ravens and Vikings and Rams. This is a strong 0-7. And, 
and they're laying three and a half. And it was like, why are the Eagles laying more than a field goal on the road against a strong 0 and 7? But I knew me. What am I missing game? Yeah. They're, yeah. And they're just going to kill them. And of course, it's a, it's a, and the Eagles were getting killed by like, you know, good teams like Dallas. Um, and it was just one of those games where you just, you know, you've been bullied and you go beat up on the person you can beat up on. And Detroit's, oh, strong 0 and 7 is only because other teams haven't been, they've been overlooking them. And then you get a team that needs the game like the Eagles did. And they just killed them. And it was just such a, a beautiful thing. Now, I don't understand why Miles Sanders getting hurt was worse for Kenneth Gainwell. Like, you, you know, you're like, oh, I have him yeah. in case Kenneth Gainwell gets hurt. And then he gets hurt and they're like, oh, but we need to bring in Jordan Howard's carcass. And then Boston Scott, wait, we, we always love Boston Scott. And suddenly, you know, Gainwell, he did have 13, 13 carries, but he didn't do anything. Boston Scott started the season getting no offensive snaps. Yep. You know, and Kenneth Gainwell started the season stealing goal line carries from Michael, uh, from Miles Sanders from and, and other games you know Gainwell has had dropped off in his snaps previous to Sanders injury but still you would have thought after last week okay he's the main guy all right maybe he's not a full-time guy but he was like a ghost in the first half it was ridiculous he had all of his carries were late and they were crap carries um, and, and the they, game was over so he didn't get any yeah. catness it was you know they didn't need to throw um I you know who knows like I, I think Sirianni is not a good coach I think he's a weird he does weird stuff and um, I didn't, I, I think I started game well in one league. I dropped him in a couple other leagues before Sanders got hurt a couple weeks ago. Yep. And then I also, um, made some good calls. Um, Trevor Ray, I made him make the Tony. We split this one way league and it was Tony versus, um, Gainwell. We, we use Canaries Tony. We'll see if, if Tony plays tonight, but, um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, it was, it, it, it definitely was, but it's just proof though that, or not proof, but it's, uh, a lesson that you know don't go too crazy over like jeremy mcnichols this week it's although at least the trade deadline will be passed by the time you have to put your bids in uh because it's tuesday so we'll see you know tuesday nights are going to be our first set of waivers but uh anyways uh we haven't talked uh we we, we briefly alluded to uh, pats and chargers you know for the second time in two, in two games bill belichick made justin herbert look incredibly uncomfortable back there it was out of it you know there were some bad. There were some other bad plays out there, but Herbert had a bad game. Uh, he had nowhere to go. Of, he didn't yeah. know where he was going. He was like, "Where am I throwing the ball? I don't see anyone open. I don't know what to do." Yeah, um, the Pats. You know, this is their first win over a non-doormat, though, for, which is the weird thing about the Pats. Although they should have beaten the Cowboys, but uh, I guess that should have been our sign that the Pats are legit. You know, right? That they. You know, they, they had their chances to beat the Cowboys. Cowboys had a couple of turnovers in, in the red zone, one at the goal line. So that, that might have changed things. But the Pats also had a, t- a touchdown turn back in that game uh, and then had a fumble sack right after that, was, which is huge game changing. So but the point is, Pats are pretty good on uh, they're, they're finding their way. OK, so the Pats every year get better. That's Belichick's uh, genius. He finds out what they what they need to do to improve and, he, and they improve Except for last year. Yeah. Except for last year where they had like eight defensive guys opt out. And right. it was, you know, they had Cam Newton who was playing at a very low level. And uh, then he got COVID. You know, it was just a bad, this is sort of a lost season. But pretty much every year the Pats get better and because they make the right adjustments. And, you know, it's a lot, you know, people say this not just about football, but just like it's not, it's not really what, how good your observations are, or how good your plan is. It's how, how quickly you can adjust when things go wrong and how willing you are to keep making adjustments to, to whatever your prior was. And Belichick seems very good and very willing to do that. And this team's giving me that 2001 vibe where you have this new QB. You know, Brady wasn't the guy carrying the team in 2001. He was a caretaker mostly. He was right. competent. Mac Jones looks competent to me. Um, they got a bunch of receivers. They're all kind of okay. 
Damon Harris looks pretty good. The line is decent. Uh, and their defense is getting better. And that's the thing that Belichick really knows is defense and how to make it a little better each week. And remember, yeah, they, they barely lost to the Bucs in that Brady reunion game. Was yeah. That was a close game. They barely lost to Dallas. They destroyed the Jets. Uh, and now they just went into uh, Los Angeles and beat the Chargers. And I, I'm a little annoyed because I had Danny Dimes in there over Herbert. And I was like, eh, I can't start Dimes over Herbert. But now I wish, knowing that Herbert got me 20 in the NFFC, I think Dimes is going to crush that. So I should have left it, but I was like, ah, Herbert's my every week guy. But anyway, I, I think the Patriots have this 2001 vibe. And look at the AFC. There is nobody who's that scary. I think the best team in the AFC right now is probably the Bills. I think the Ravens might be number two. But, um, but there's no team that you look at and you're like, this team can't be taken down. And, and if the Patriots start playing defense like that and flustering teams, um, and they knows, still have man? two games against those Bills, by the way. Uh, right. So that's... Yeah. Right, Could be interesting. They're four and four now. The Patriots. They're they're not a. Uh, they're they're probably not a team you're going to want to play in week twelve, week thirteen when they're you know make even further adjustments. You got to remember, we're not even halfway through the season yet with the extra game. It's pretty crazy, but uh, almost at the halfway point. Uh, but still, a lot of football left to be played. That's the funny thing. The, the, this, these narratives are going to change more. We're going to have so much attrition with injuries. We're already starting to see it here. We, you know, we lost, you know, Winston went down for the season. We just lost Derrick Henry. Probably we're gonna have a lot of other huge injuries. Well, think about it too. We've already lost Barkley, McCaffrey, Cook for some games, Henry. I mean, this is the first round. The first, you know, half of the, you know, Barkley's kind of slipped to later in the first round. A lot of these guys have missed time already yep. um, and totally distorted the, the draft board. And, you know, I mean, the, there's a couple of safe havens like Taylor and Eckler and um elliot those are kind of and eckler was a panic this week yeah you know, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I don't i don't trust him to stay healthy but again he's still got 11 carries he got a goal line carry where they kind of like rugbyed him into the end zone he got yeah. a lot of catches he's still doing it every week but he, he makes me a little nervous he's 200 pounds and they're they're running him to the thick of the line um and i don't uh i don't totally trust the chargers brain trust i know that uh What's his name? What's the coach's name again? The new guy that everyone loves in the Staley. Chargers. Yeah, Staley. Uh, Brandon Staley. Uh, I, you know, he said some smart stuff. I like what he said about the running game, but um, we'll see. You know, again, there's more to just on the on the negative side. There's more to coaching than we see, and maybe McCarthy or some of these guys that we give a hard time to are, are not as bad as we say. Some of the guys that say the right thing and seem sharp and with it right. are also uh, don't understand certain. Uh, other aspects of it. So uh, I'm, I think the jury's obviously out. He's just a new coach. He said some smart stuff. He's done some smart things, but um, that, yeah, that team is, hasn't been that great lately. And uh, I'm, I'm a bit, uh, I don't know. I, I, I sort of, especially the offense, like I, you know, Herbert's good, but like, they're just not opening it up anymore. There's just something a little off about the offense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, th this is, Two, two bad games in a row for the Chargers. One before the bye against the Ravens. Now this one against the Pats. Good yep. opponents, but still. Elite offenses still do well against good opponents, and they did not. They did anything but that. And so. the Ravens were not a good defense. I mean, the Bengals yeah. lit them up the following week. They've been lit up all year. Really, the only game they were good defense was against the Chargers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, okay, uh, quick note from our next sponsor here, uh, but uh, and then we'll, we'll hit Steelers. I want to talk about them real quick. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. 
With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have this bi- the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. Here's how you claim your ro- free RotoWire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month RotoWire subscription. That's it. It's that easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Thanks to Thrive. Thanks to our Blue Wire Network sponsors as well. All right. Steelers and the Browns had a little ugly slugfest, 15 to 10 game. Uh, that was beautiful because I, I was on the Steelers as my best bet. Uh, and I just I had a feeling about this game. You know, Cleveland's offense is just a big mess right now. Even, even when Baker Mayfield makes a play, then turn around and see Jarvis Landry fumble uh, or Paul go off the hands of a receiver. That You know, Cleveland is just out of sorts right now. Yeah, their defense is good. Their offense is it's hard to watch. I, I don't. I have Odell Beckham in the stake league, fourteen team league. I don't even start him. Like I, I can't use him. Yeah. I just feel like he's not. The, the offense is so bad. Is it him? Is the offense? Um, but the Steelers are hilarious. The Steelers try to fake a field goal, and they roll out their kicker, who actually was very patient on that play. He was like, it looked like a quarterback, Boswell, and then he gets concussed. He gets destroyed on that play. And then they don't have a kicker the rest of the game, so they're always going for two. They're going on like fourth and whatever because they can't kick a field goal. Um, and it was just hilarious. They just basically like gave away their kicker early in the game to a concussion that was completely self-inflicted because they, they decided to do something kind of wacky and let their kicker uh, try to really run an NFL play. It was, it was yeah. just kind of a crazy game. It was. It was a really crazy game. I'm looking for. I, I, I'm looking. I usually look forward to the rewatch of games. I'm not sure I'm looking forward to that one. Although Deontay Johnson did his thing. Uh, yeah, Najee Harris is great. Uh, so there's that. But uh, the rest of that, it, it, it was a pretty ugly uh, watch. Um, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll take. I'll, I'll power through that today, and we'll see what see what we can learn. Similarly, Buffalo Miami was just ugly for a half, and then Buffalo got theirs late, but. Uh, Miami, I mean, they played them hard. They, they, you were, your instincts were right to say the second time around would be more difficult. Uh, and for a while, that game was close. They got it to within, I think, it was 17-11. 17-11. I was like, let's do this. And then they just the wheels fell off. I mean, the Bills are just so much better. And Josh Allen always gets his fantasy points, even though it didn't look like he was going to. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a tough, it was a tough assignment. The Dolphins were game- this is what I thought would happen with the Jets Bengals actually is that, you know, even if the Jets were, were game, 
it would, you know, just, it would wear, like they just wouldn't be able to sustain it. But the Jets did, and the Dolphins couldn't. You know, if the Dolphins went up with 17 11, it just got a defensive stop, you know, then they can win that game. But they just, they, could, they couldn't do it. Not, not only that, so we got the, the garbage time touchdown late. That was a life affirming cover if you had the Bills. So that was nice. No, that sucked. And the other thing was the Rams, Texans, the Texans got all this crazy garbage. I'm like, wow, it's uh, only 16. Like, and I had it 14 and a half. It went up to about 16 before the kickoff. Went up to 16 like, and a half even. Oh, it did. Circles. So some yeah. people covered on that stuff. That's that's just yeah. insane. We didn't get that benefit. No, but, no, no. I uh, thought Tyrod but, Taylor might play, and that's why I took the Texans. If I knew he wasn't, I would have probably taken the Rams. But, you know, you try, you get, it's, it's the midweek. You get the benefit of the bargain if, if the uh, uncertainty goes your way. And if it doesn't, you live with it. It's just, you know. Well, hell, I, I didn't expect, you know, we made the pick early on Minnesota, Dallas. I, I was on, I actually took Minnesota cause I just, I just had the wrong line, I guess. Uh, but I was like, Hey, I got a gift. I got right. a gift. No Dak. And well, you know, what's funny is in the super contest, that line had already moved to like Minnesota minus three, I think, or something like that. Um, sorry. It, it, it stayed at Dallas minus one or minus two or something. And so Dalton, I thought about, should we take the free, the quote free square with Minnesota um, and get ahead. And I said, you know, I said, you know, I think we might be better off. We don't have to take Dallas, although obviously we should have in retrospect, just ignore it. And a lot of people probably take them thinking they're getting a free mm-hmm. square. And then, you know, we're, we're now like four or five games over 500, maybe six games over 500. We're not there yet, but if we have a one good week, two more good weeks, you know, depending how good, if it's five and oh, you know, suddenly, you know, we're not too far out of sort of the money. So anyway, that was nice. Cause I'm sure some people just you know, just played it straight and, and took uh, Minnesota. Yeah. By the way, I'm seeing on Twitter a possible suggestion. Adrian Peterson could be the guy that the Titans sign. I mean, kind of mind. Why, why not Barry Sanders? You know, well, no, it was Sislowski in the comments is Melvin Gordon trade. I mean, Melvin Gordon makes sense. The Denver's not going anywhere. And what do they really need him? He says Darius guys. I don't think anyone will touch Darius guys. Denver is four and four. They're not going to trade him. You just talked about how uncertain the East is. Denver yeah. sucks. We know this, but their head coach is hanging on for dear life. You know, yeah. he's making decisions to preserve his job. They are not trade. We want Melvin Gordon to get traded. I've got Javante Williams on the places. People want Melvin Gordon to get dealt. He's not getting dealt, guys. I mean, well, I, I don't know. Stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's like if they, if they, if they gave her a third rounder for him, they wouldn't do it. I mean, it's not like going to change the Broncos that much. I mean, it's not like, it's not like they're trading away, you know, their key guy, you know, it's just like, all right, well, we have another guy. We could put a third stringer in there and even know who it is. Mike Boone or something like that. I don't know. I don't know who either third round third stringer is, but all right. Well, maybe they won't. You're right. They probably won't. Cause they think I like find that it highly unlikely. Yeah. Third rounder. They wouldn't take, you don't think. Um, I, 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 if, if Denver gets offered a third rounder, it's, I think they have to take it, but I don't think Tennessee's going to offer that either. We'll see. Right. I mean, we'll see how desperate they are, but Tennessee's the one seed, Jeff. I mean, if they don't yeah. like the guys they have, Melvin Gordon's pretty good. Like that's true. That's, that's, you know, to me, that's like no problem. Take Melvin Gordon. You're the one seed. You're losing a key guy. I think they should, you know, I think a third rounder, maybe Melvin Gordon's not worth it. Maybe he's too banged right. up and old. He's pretty good, but like, to get a guy who you felt like could be, you know, 80% of it or whatever could be, you know, the problem with Henry with replacing him is I don't think like these positions, this is why the running backs don't matter crowd is so out to lunch is that it's not linear. Like, okay, 
here's all your here's your average running back who really doesn't matter can be replaced easily and then here's a little bit above average back and he makes a small difference i think when you get to the elites the mccaffrey's and the henry's it's actually a steep curve like there's only like you know it makes a big difference there but on average it doesn't i saw some guy tweet something and i wrote about this last year he was like average starter in the nfl gets like 4.5 yards of carry the average backup gets like 4.45 or something like that and i'm like yeah, on average, it doesn't really matter, right? And they're like, so running backs doesn't matter. I'm like, but the average is not the same thing as the extremes. We talk about this, like, does the extremely good kicker matter? Yeah, of course it matters to have an extremely good kicker. Does it matter to have an above average kicker? Not much. Um, the thing, the extremes may matter a lot, even though the average doesn't matter that much. So in my mind, like Henry, McCaffrey, Kamara, those guys matter a ton. Um, but if you replace them with somebody who's pretty good, they might not matter, <laughs> you know? So um that, that to me is a distinction that's not often made and Melvin Gordon's probably in that doesn't really matter that much. So maybe they shouldn't trade much for him, but. Um, so, so the difficulty is identifying the extremes, the outliers. In advance, in advance it is, but in retrospect. Yeah, that's what I mean season, when you're yeah. dra- at the draft table. Well, at, at the draft table. Yeah. Yeah. At that's the right. NFL draft table. I'm sure. Saying here. Sure. Know. But sometimes you get lucky, right? I mean, sometimes you get a guy and it's Alvin Kamara and you're like, wow, we've got an extremely valuable back. Right. And sometimes it happens at other positions too. We get Russell Wilson, third round. Like, okay, you got really lucky. Um, but Derrick Henry is taken 45th overall in the draft, just yeah. as an example. I very mean, lucky. I mean, you know, but, yeah. you know, Brady, Wilson, Romo. Kamara was not the first running back taken in his draft. He was like the uh, third round pick, Kamara. Yeah. Fourth exactly. Round pick. Yeah. Third, 67th but, overall. Yeah. Uh, plenty so, of running backs taken ahead of him. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to get. You know, Lamar Jackson was 32nd, right? They took Josh Rosen and they took uh, Sam Darnold over him. Yeah. And it's you, you have to be lucky, but that doesn't mean that um, that the guy that you're getting isn't really important. And, um, you know, Barkley, I think, is one of those guys, but he's been hurt so much that, you know, there's jury, I think, is still out. Uh, he hasn't had the, the workload that McCaffrey's had or that Kamara's had or that um, Henry's had. So I, I think that's sort of, you know, I think he's, you look at a guy with that pedigree and then 91 catches and five yards of carry on a terrible team. Okay. That to me is pretty persuasive, but you'd like to see him get, you know, four or five years of that and then make your conclusion. So, um, yeah, I think Henry's going to be really hard to replace. And this is actually a good test, right? If, if, if Tennessee doesn't miss a beat, then maybe I'm overrating Henry, you know, maybe I'm right. putting too much stock in him. If, if, and it's just a one sample thing, but like, you know, it's a good test case, even though it's a, you know, it's always a, a sample of one, but if Tennessee um, really struggles to run the ball, um, then, you know, we, play and, action and no longer works. Then It'll yeah. work still, but like, you know, if the team just, the offense isn't the same, you know, we can say, because I think the problem with football, is it's, you know, some guys were like, well, if Saquon were good, the giants would win more. It's like, yeah, well, how about trout? Right. I mean, trout were good with the angels win more. Well, yeah, and, and some idiots make that case too, by the way. Uh, well, right, right. But that's an idiotic case. And, and, but the reason why it's so easy to show it's idiotic in, in baseball is that you, you know, baseball is a one-on-one sport. It's very easy to isolate Trout's rough value of 10 more or nine more every single year. And you're like, dude, this is one of the best players of all time. Um, his team just sucks around and that's not his fault. But with a running back, it's like, well, how's his offensive line? How's the play calling? Are they in the red zone? Are they mixing and right. matching? The defense right. can't see on it. Is the quarterback good at selling the play action? Uh, is the offensive coordinator obvious when he's in running situations? Is are the is the everybody else having an easier time because the defense is keying on this guy? I mean, this stuff is very hard to measure in football because it's so interconnected. Is the defense good and right, you know right. and, and keeping it? Yeah, 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 the whole thing, right? And so 
Um, and so there's this very simplistic arguments made in football that, that people would try to make in baseball, but they get too easily debunked that, you know, trout's obviously really good. So I, I think that this will be a nice test and uh, it won't be dispositive, but it'll, it'll be a, a good data point in this, in this debate. I think you're right about that. All right. That's going to wrap up today's show. I want to thank WinBet for sponsoring us. We got uh, Jake and, uh, and Joe tomorrow talking about free agents. Uh, it won't be captain obvious. They go deep. Uh, so, Free Agent Tuesday coming up tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great day.